I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Health and Safety Conversations. Here's your host, Tom Bourne. Hi, and welcome to Health and Safety Conversations. I'm your host, Tom Bourne, and with me today is Glenn Cook, otherwise known as Cookie. Cookie, how are you going? I'm great, Tom. It's um, great to be alive on, on this Thursday, mate. Yeah, when it gets to my, when you get to be my age, every day is great to be, uh, you wake up and see the sunlight, my friend. Um, Glenn, uh, you're well known in safety circles around Australia. But for those who haven't somehow heard of you and what you do, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you got into safety, and uh, what are you currently doing? Well, I suppose, yeah, I've been an electrician for over 30 years. You know, the bulk of my time was was on the tools, sort of climbing poles, uh, sorry, climbing poles, digging holes and and putting power lines back up. Um you know, in the electrical distribution business. So I ended up being an electrical inspector. So I've done maybe 300 shock investigations as well. And unfortunately, part of that role was investigating fatalities and, and electrocutions and, um, you know, uh, serious incidents. And basically uh, never thought that I'd be in safety, right? So, um, you know, I still remember being involved in this sort of incident I'm going to talk about in a sec about what changed my career. And, you know, the the safety team approached me and said, you know, I think you should come and, and work with us in safety. I'm like, uh, safety? No one likes the safety guy. No, no thanks. <laughs> I'll be right. I, I love being an electrician and and, um, and the technical aspects of that. But I, I was involved in a – I moved from – from Cairns to, to Harvey Bay about 12 years ago. And one of the first incidents I was involved in after I moved was an electrocution, which basically um, sort of happened across the road from a, from a high school. And it really did resonate with me. And, and, and I thought, you know, I could make a difference in this space and, and talk about what I've done. Uh, 
But yeah, basically, a, a guy was working on an elevated work platform, got too close to 11,000 volt power line, and um, you know, electricity arcs or jumps uh, basically arced across, went through him, and he was he was electrocuted instantly. And like I said, when when I got on site and seen, you know, the devastation, uh, I really did. Um, yeah, it changed my career. And um, like I said, my business then approached me and said, you want to talk about safety? And that's what I'm doing. So I basically educate. So I, I, I try and speak to uh, industry and associations that are, I suppose, at a, at a higher level to try and change the culture of those industries um, coming down to just give people simple hints on on how to avoid, uh, you know, accidental power line contacts and Seriously, all these incidents are 100% avoidable. You know, it's mm. it's not like getting, you know, COVID. You, you, yeah. you can absolutely avoid it, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that wasn't a young apprentice or that that you're talking about, is it? No, nah, no, it was a it was a painter in in um in Harvey Bay. Uh, I think the, if you're thinking the apprentice one, that's um Bill Martin's son. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually was. Uh, in, involved in in that incident, not not really investigating or anything, but I remember the day when I was I was in Cairns when it happened, and I wasn't too far away from the incident, and uh, the power went off, and I was doing uh, reconnections for people that have you know uh, got new new connections to a, a house or something, and um, yeah, I just remember oh the power's gone off, and then yeah when I come around the corner I see the commotion, and I, I know Bill as well, so. Um, Bill's a big fan of my work. Mm. G'day to Bill if he's listening. <laughs> um, you know, I just want to stop those things from occurring, right? And seriously, yeah. are very avoidable. Yeah, yeah. And and Bill actually speaks very honestly and openly from the heart when he talks about the incident and the impact it's led on him <clears throat> and and his family around him. So yeah. That's well, one of the one of the best safety videos I've, I've seen, and it's been around for quite a while. But Bill's been a great advocate for obviously safety for obvious reasons, and it is one of the better videos that are out there. From yeah, if you get to opportunity to have a look at it, and really does uh, point the fact that if I remember one of the quotes from I think it was a doctor in the video, it basically yep. said if it, if it gets you, you're dead or you're severely maimed for life. And it's, yep. it's, a, it's a line that I use in, in all my yep. talks as well. Yeah. I'm, getting I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant video. I agree with you. Dead or devastated, as I think. I think, I, I think that's what it was, yeah. That yep. was it. And yep. it's exactly right. And it happens in such a split second. And tell me, uh, if you're working around power lines, what makes people oblivious to them or unaware or failing to look, look up when, when i first started this role i was just like well you know why does this keep occurring and, and i thought you know that like i i drive around all day and my family you know sort of laugh at me because i'll pull up and start taking photos of power lines and stuff you know and they go what a weirdo you know <laughs> like, but but i see them like i'm in the industry and anyone that's in the industry we see power lines but and you sort of think, how, how does this occur? But when I first started the role, I just started asking people. I'm like, well, I need to be an advocate for, you know, builders, plumbers, painters and farmers, for example. Um, 
to to try and change things from a power line uh, distribution uh, side of it. You know, what can we do to make it more, more easier to get information, for example? Um, and once I started asking people, they all had a very similar answer. They'd go, they'd just say, "I knew the power line was there." I was talking to a lot of pilots as well at the time, and you know, like called Phil Hurst, who was the Aerial Application Association of Australia CEO, and he said to me, "It's inattentional blindness." He goes, "It's that one point in time when your your mind or your brain doesn't perceive danger, um, and you miss something. You, you basically, uh, your eyes and your brain don't work that well together, and your brain can blot things out, and you won't see them. You know, I always ask people in my talks. You know, I say, when you drove here this morning, how many power lines did you see? And people start looking at each other, going, "How does Cookie know I didn't see any power lines today?" Yeah. Right? And and power lines are built to be out of your reach or, or out of your way in your everyday lives. Um, so, you know, you can take the kids to go school, go shopping, go on holidays, and you won't impact an overhead power line. But once you start work, you're in a, in, in a machine or you're, you're operating a scissor lift or, you know, you're using ladders, all of a sudden you're using equipment that can can reach the power line. That's where people get in, in trouble, right? So it's it's 100% a human factor. It's, mm-hmm. It's just a human factor that we make mistakes and our brain is trying to conserve energy. And if your brain's telling you that you don't need to worry about power lines because, you, you know, you, you can go about your everyday lives without hitting them, it just doesn't click back on when you start working. Because in my experience, 95% of all these incidents that occur um, with people hitting power lines, 95% of them are workers, right? So mm-hmm. it's not people in their everyday lives. The other 5% are people uh, clearing trees in their front yard. So you get themselves in trouble that way. But, um, yeah, inattentional blindness, uh, you know, Google it. You'll find it on Wikipedia. It's a a real thing. It's just that one point in time when you do not perceive the danger and you just don't see things until it's too late. Is Is it just that we're so focused on completing a task that the background sort of, literally fades away and we don't see that that's, those sort of hazards around us. That's that's absolutely another good way to explain it is you, you know, our brain can only hold so many things at once. Um, you know, my wife says I only got one, but anyway, <laughs> that's her opinion. But um, look, uh, you know, you can only hold certain number of things or tasks uh, at one time and, and something's got to give, right? So um, th- there's a great tool out there uh, at the moment for power line safety, it's it's really been uh, taken up in the in the eastern states here, so mm-hmm. Queensland and New South Wales. There's seven thousand of them up. They're called a rotor marker. Mm-hmm. So these rotor markers go up on a power line, and they're they're a red red and white spinning or rotating marker that sits on the line, and they spin via the breeze, right? Yep, yep. And they spin at very low um, wind speeds as well. So just that movement negates inattentional blindness so if you think about it you know you go back to the caveman days you're foraging for food something moves in your peripheral vision your brain goes that's interesting that's important if you want to eat you're going to look over here so basically anything that's moving will will grab your attention and you'll look at it so these spinning markers there's seven thousand of them up okay i think i mentioned that already and 
not one contact in five years. Oh, so awesome. these these um, markers are absolutely doing their job, and it's because they're moving. Mm. Okay, so traditionally we've used a lot of flags. Now yeah. flags are better than nothing, but unless it's a really windy day, they're not moving, and and they're you know they're a plane. So it, basically, if you're sitting right underneath them, you absolutely won't see them. Whereas the um, the rotor markers that up there spinning. And they just drag your attention and then bring the power line hazard front of mind because, you know, operators don't hit power lines on purpose. It's because they don't see them. But these rudder markers are absolutely a um, behaviour-changing tool uh, that's available in Australia. Great Australian invention too, built by a company called Balmoral in Sydney. Uh, Great innovation. Excellent. Speaking speaking of, um, you talked about, no strikes since they've been installed. Um, what are is there any statistics available around uh, the number of incidents people contacting power lines in Australia? Yeah, look, um, I haven't got exact numbers, but mm-hmm. I've certainly talked to a lot of people within Australia. I, I guesstimate it to be about ten a day in Australia alone. I absolutely know that it's two to three in Queensland because I see the stats, mm-hmm. but th- there is a reporting problem too. Like it all the contacts just don't go in there. But if you think about 10 a day, it's, it's quite alarming. Right. Um, and then when you actually talk about fatalities, um, there is six to seven fatalities in Australia and New Zealand every year. Yeah. Right? Um, and that, you know, that obviously doesn't include uh, serious incidents where people have severe burns, um, amputations, because, you know, when when you contact an overhead power line, a high voltage in particular, when it arcs, it's 30,000 degrees. All right, I'll mm-hmm. say it again, 30,000 in an instant, you know, a cup of coffee, 70 to 80 degrees, you drop it in your lap, it's going to burn you. 30,000, you know, the surface of the sun is 5,000 degrees. So it's six mm. times the surface of the sun. So that it does tremendous damage to the human body um, in an instant, right? Like a just a millisecond and you're severely maimed. So, um, yeah, so there's several more of those. And, and emergency services have got really good at, at saving lives when it comes to accidental contact with power lines like i've seen so many um videos and you know um medical stories and stuff on on you know tv where people have been hurt and um you know basically burns is the most excruciating pain that we can feel mm-hmm. um when, when you know when triple zero come call comes through and they hear power lines or or shocks or burns you know that the emergency chopper heads straight there because they know they've got a limited amount of time to actually get to the person, give them some painkillers, uh, dull that pain, uh, you know, put them in an induced coma, put them in the burns unit um, and, and, you know, deal with, deal with, deal with their injuries. So uh, tremendous amount. You know, it's probably another stat for your audience is, you know, there's a report recently put out by ERAC, uh, which is uh, basically the electrical regulators in Australia and New Zealand, there's, I think it was 143, don't quote me, but it's close to this, 140 electrocutions from 2000 to 2020. Um, 90% of the 
of those incidents were accidental contact with power lines. All right. Yeah. So, you know, the technology is there to protect people in their homes. That's, you know, we have safety switches or residual current devices, we call them yep. in the industry. They will absolutely save you. Um, you know, if there's a faulty appliance in your house or, you know, problem with the wiring in your house, uh, it doesn't solve all problems, obviously, but, um, you know, I was looking back at a report from 1974 in Queensland um, and there was, oh, I, I can't even remember the number, but it was alarming. I think there was 27 electrocutions from memory and, um, you know, there was only two from overhead power lines. The rest of them were uh, people doing their own wiring in their own homes and, you know, there was no safety switches back then. So mm. safety switches absolutely save lives is one thing I always talk about, like, I'm passionate about power line safety, but also electrical mm. safety. Like if you don't have safety switches in your home, you need to call an electrician and get them to put some in. You know, for $300, you can absolutely save someone's life. Um, but, yeah, amazing stat, mate, like 90% in the last, you know, basic 20, 22 years. Uh, it wouldn't have changed in the last two years. Um, yeah, it's it, the, the protections just aren't there to protect human life the the protection there on high voltage power lines is there to protect the the power line network from basically burning to a ground when when someone contacts it so or machinery yeah. contacts it so yeah <clears throat> spent most of my adult life in in brisbane in and around brisbane and to me uh the amount of high voltage power lines that are still visible or still around uh, where people can come to is is very small come over to perth they are everywhere. They're literally everywhere, um, which is, it's it's just an interesting thing. Um, do you know of or did you have any knowledge of uh, what happened to Jason Garrels? Uh, yeah, basically um, just from uh, the video and, and stuff that I've watched over the years and look at a real tragic story as well once again. Um, you know, lack of safety switches, particularly on a, on a construction site like that one in, in Claremont. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's not a nice story, obviously. So. No, it's, it's not, it's not. All right, um, some good news. You're awarded uh, safety, the title of safety professional of the year earlier this year. Well, it, was you... actually, it was actually in 2020, mate. And 2020. Trust, trust me, 2020 was not the year to win anything. <laughs> ah. Did you ever think that was going to happen? Did you, Absolutely you not, mate. Like I, like I said at the start, like I never thought I'd be in safety to begin with. And, and one of the first things I thought about was, you know, how am I going to get out of these presentations? Because I, <laughs> I, did, I didn't know that I could um, public speak, but um, people tell me I do a good job. <laughs> and uh, look, I just listened to people and and thought I can actually help here. What can I do to assist people? Like I said, I'm I'm an advocate for lots of different industries. Like I've learned so much about like agricultural um, industries, for example, cotton, grains, and, and cane. You know, and, and more about the transport industry and and more more about the construction industry. Even though I was sort of in it as an electrician, but I've, I've learned more what what people are up against when they're working near power lines and um you know as as part of my talks i very much don't talk about the legislation i'll touch on it closely and say look there's a three meter exclusion zone and you, you should use safety observers but 
um, I, I very much talk about the human factors and, and the why, right? So we, we do all this training and 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 all we do is just put a preach to people and you need to explain to people why it is they need to understand and that inattentional blindness comes into it. And then, look, the, the main reason I've won that award is uh, basically myself and, and a couple of others within our business came up with the Look Up and Live app. Um, but, you know, I, I do all these talks and I, I still remember having a chat with my boss, Aaron Smith, um, one day when we we're together having a beer because we never see each other. He's sort of in Townsville. I'm, I'm in Harvey Bay and, and you never get to see each other. And I said, and this is when apps started coming in, right? And I said, we really need a, another way to help people plan their work because all the incidents that I've seen is a distinct lack of planning. So if you mm -hmm. think about uh, before you dig, right? Uh, you know, I'll ask you a question, Tom. What do you think gets hit more, underground power lines or overhead? So the ones that we can't see or the ones that we can see? The ones that we can't see, I'd suggest. It's the complete opposite, mate. Really? So one yeah. underground power line hit to 25 in Queensland alone, right? That's amazing. So it's the stuff that we can see because of the human factors. So, you know, before you dig is, is the start of a very simple plan, right? Yeah. So... You, you turn up on site or, or someone's done a, a, a before you dig before and you, you're looking at a plan. Just by looking at that plan, you reduce the risk of hitting a power line or a gas line or a Telstra line, right? Mm -hmm. Or a communications line. With overhead, we rely on the operators to do a risk assessment and that's a tick box saying power lines tick. And then, you know, not every time you're going to see that line and that's when the incidents occur. So I needed something in my talks to sort of help people walk away and go, I've got a tool to help me now. So I work on a, a theory called protection motivation theory. Now, basically it's a theory of the seventies and it works very good for safety. So to get people to change their safety behavior, you need to instill fear. You need to instill feelings of self-worth to get home to your family, right? Then you need a very easy way to change your safety behavior. And that's where I come up with the, the look up and live app. If anyone hasn't seen it yet, just go to lookupandlive.com or, or download it from the app stores. It maps all the power lines. So basically, a, a Google Maps, put a line on a piece of paper, then you can type in your address and you can see what's there before you actually get there. So it just allows people to plan. Um, so, you know, sort of when I get near the end of my talk, I sort of said, I'll explain to you all the dangers around electricity and easy ways to negate it and, and practical ways to negate hitting it, um, you know, the use of radar markers and such. But you really need to plan and we need to start planning better um, from the design stage or even the tender stage. So if you think about construction sites, I, I built it as a, a planning tool, essentially, but it can be used at any stage, right? If we can, you know, say for roadworks, for example, when they're tendering for it, they should be going, well, there's all these power lines here. If we win this tender, we really need to be talking to the power line company to find out how quickly we could get them removed because basically all the overhead power lines should be removed on those sites before the first construction donger is dropped on site. Mm -hmm. So if we can eliminate it that way, we'll, we'll stop a lot of incidents from occurring, right? So that's where I come up with that look up and live app. And I suppose that's where I think people started noticing um, myself, right? Um, and, and what I was doing and, and when I started to, you know, doing these things on, on, on my talks and, and being able to promote a free tool. 
And I tell you what, man, it is so hard to sell something that's free. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just everyone just sort of goes, oh, what's the catch? There's, there's no catch, right? Yeah. Um, you know, currently we, you know, it was that popular. We've now added in um, basically all of New South Wales, all of Queensland and South Australia are now all part of the the Look Up and Live app. Um, Horizon Power in Western Australia have now signed up. The, the data's close to being um, made available. We're just working through that at the moment. Um, but all, all power, power line distributors have been involved. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Invited to, um, to join the app and it costs nothing. Uh, it's just a simple data share agreement. Uh, it's just a way for people to put a plan in place and you know us humans are really we love images right so yeah. the beauty of the the look up and live app is when you're looking at your work site even though there might be a an image that's three years old <clears throat> it's enough for you to recognize and when you turn up on site you may have seen the look up and live plan like a day before a week before two months before but when you turn up on site your brain goes oh i've seen this before right yeah, and then all of a sudden it goes power. It sees you see the power line, so you dramatically reduce the risk of hitting power lines. So when we first introduced it into Queensland, we reduced uh, contacts in the agricultural industry by fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. is is amazing. It took a couple of years. Um, things are sort of plateauing a little bit now, but we were also um, recording these incidents a lot better as well. So, you know, people in in my business have really understood the, you know, the look up and live app and the look up and live tool and and um, understand that we need to know about every single incident. So um, <clears throat> we're getting more reports now. So unfortunately, our stats are look, looking a little bit worse for wear, but um, I absolutely know I'm seeing less fatalities. I'm seeing less senior uh, serious incidents, to be honest. So uh, it, it, it is good to see uh, such a simple tool, tool actually working you know yeah good good i'm glad uh you got horizon horizon over here look after most of rural western australia and i'd suggest uh mining and agriculture would be some of the main areas you have strikes um perhaps would that be right uh look just looking at the stats and i know the stats well in queensland uh obviously but construction's a big one yeah um agriculture is still around probably one a week um, but the where we see the fatalities are a lot in the agricultural sector because yep. workers are work alone. Um, mm. there, there is no safety observers in place. Um, you know, 
and what happens is, is people panic. So, for example, someone folds out a spray rig and it contacts an overhead power line. The 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 people panic and try and exit the vehicle, and yeah. that's where we can find them electrocuted. Because um, one of the biggest things I talk about going to the back to the caveman days again, right? It's when something like that happens, it's fight or flight. Yeah. If you understand how electricity works you can actually save your life um, because, you know, you've got to stop yourself from, from running that flight response, right? Mm. So one of the biggest things that I push in my talks is um, doing basically uh, just basic electrical theory. So I say to people, knowledge is the best defence when it comes to power on safety. So if you understand how electricity works in its basic form, you can understand the safest place to be. Obviously, the safest place to be is nowhere near the power line and not hitting it. But if, if it does occur, what happens next, right? So the way I explain it to people is uh, if you imagine, uh, you know, a 12-volt system in your car, you know, you get a positive terminal, negative terminal. Electricity wants to travel in a complete circuit in the quickest, easiest way that it can. You know, normally that's through metal or all that circuit wiring, right? Mm-hmm. So... That's, that's electricity's ultimate game is to get back to its power source in the quickest and easiest way that it can. If electricity can complete the circuit, it's really happy. If electricity can't complete the circuit, it gets really angry, right? High voltage in particular, that's where we get the arcing. So it's basically ramping up to complete the circuit, and that's where the arcing occurs. So, you know, and electricity too will travel through the earth to try and get back to its power source. So... The way I explain is if you imagine a body of water and drop a rock in the middle, ripples form. The ripples are higher or stronger where the rocks hit and it dissipates as it goes to the edge of the water. If you think of those ripples as a different voltage, so where the rocks hit, say it's 11,000 volts, uh, first ripple 10, 9, 8, and so on. So if you're standing next to a, a power line that's, you know, say a power line gets hit by a tip truck, for example, and it comes down and falls onto the ground, um, the electricity will go through the earth like those like those ripples. And if you're standing on the 9,000-volt ripple on the 8,000-volt ripple, ask yourself, what's a better conductor of electricity, the earth or, or a human? A human is a better conductor of electricity, so the theory of electricity says it will go through the human, right? So that's called step potential. Uh, likewise, if you were um, in that truck, the tip truck that hit, and the, the wire's still on the truck, if you try and exit the vehicle and touch the ground at the same time, you get what's called the touch potential, which would be 11,000 volts. Mm-hmm. So because you're a better conductor of electricity, um, if you, you complete a circuit, basically, if you hop out of the truck and touch the ground at the same time, you complete a circuit, you're like a switch, right? Yeah. So I always ask people straight away, I said, so where's the safest place to be? Um and it's in the truck because the truck is like a Faraday's cage. Yeah. You know, you got to ask yourself, what's a better conductor, human or metal? And the answer is metal. Metal is a great conductor of electricity. So you're like a bird on a wire as long as you stay in that machine. So the safety message for, for myself is stay, cool, wait. You stay in the machine, cool triple zero, and you wait. And the reason why I sort of start, I'm trying to get more distributors to not just in Australia, but all over the world to have a consistent message when it comes to what happens when you hit power lines. Because in the safety um, spot, we're really good at writing procedures, right? We go, oh, we've, yeah. we've had a fatality. We're, all right, what's the procedure? 
you just stop teaching people the procedure and teach them the theory. Like mm. if people understand the theory of it, they don't need to know the procedure, you yeah. know, because I've been doing this for 12 years, like I said, and, you know, I'll, I'll be in a pub somewhere and in in rural Queensland or or wherever. I've even been to, you know, the US a few years back to talk about this. And, you know, when they see my look up and live badge or the stuff that I'm wearing, they go, what are you doing? You said, I'm in power line safety. And then they start telling you, oh, yeah, I know. I know how to escape and I've done this training. I've still never met anyone that got the procedure right. Right. And and everyone forgets the most important step, <clears throat> stay, right? Like I've seen so many fatalities where people have exited and they'd still be here today if they just stayed in the machine, right? Yeah. So, you know, and motor vehicle accidents, for instance, if this is, you know, people listening to this podcast, if you've never heard of this before, please share it with your friends and family because, you know, I, I do these talks and I'll stand up and through, you know, a group of 50 grown men and, and women and I said, you know, who here has learned something today? And you got grown men putting up their arms saying, yeah, I didn't know about this, right? So, you know, motor vehicle accidents, if you hit a power pole or, a, you know, all of a sudden a power line's falling down and a storm falls on your car, the safest place to be is in the vehicle. Just don't get out. Just just wait, you know. Obviously, if the vehicle's on fire, you've got things to do, um, you know, but that's the step and touch potential. Um, you know, you, you, you got to risk the electricity to get out now, but, um, you know, just jump clear. Don't touch the door. You know, don't try and close the door. You will try and you'll want to close the door, but you got to stop mm. yourself. You just jump clear with your feet together and you just hop away. It doesn't need to be huge hops. Just keeping your feet together, um, hop away and get at least 10 metres away and then you'll be safe and, don't go back for your phone or your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> people laugh. It's 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 happened. Like people have got oh. out and then they go, I want to go back, right? And you don't know whether the power's on or off, on or off, right? So, you know, it's just something that's promoted differently. A lot Um, North America, there's a lot of um, videos and stuff and they always sort of promote getting out of the vehicle, whereas mm-hmm. I would prefer to stay in the vehicle every single time. Like you've got more chance of of winning Powerball tonight, mate, than actually hitting a power line and having the, the vehicle burn to the ground and have to escape. The, the the most important message is to stay. Yeah, no, that's 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 great. That's actually, I've actually learned something there too because I've been trying to, to do the whole, you know, jump, et cetera, et cetera, and it's like it's, it's almost it's it's against human nature to stay where you're, you're in the area of perceived danger, but it's actually... Well, that, that's that's the end. Like, like I said, knowledge is the best defence, right? So yeah. understanding that electricity is invisible and it's impossible to tell whether it's on or off. So, you know, unless there's another danger, you absolutely stay where you are. And, and it takes a bit to do that. <laughs> if I was there in that situation, I'd want to get out too, right? But yeah. you, you're just going to go, nah, no way, I, I can't get out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was, and we, we make, lots of stickers and stuff to go in, in vehicles and and uh, sort of designed to go on the visor of a vehicle so you're not looking at them all the time. Mm. And obviously on top of the sticker, the most important message comes up as stay, cool, wait. And then, mm. you know, if absolutely necessary because the vehicle's on fire, you know, the, the escape procedure, because if it does happen, yep. it's not like the movies. It's not going to explode there and then. You're actually going to have minutes, mm. lots of maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes before you have to get out, right? So mm. you can study up on it and go, how am I going to be able to do this safely? You know, 
have I got to jump from my height or, you know, is, is the door going to close in on me if I jump out? Because if you touch the vehicle on the ground, mm. it's gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you've been raising community awareness for over, over, over a decade now. Um, have you seen any change in the attitudes of industry or community attitudes since you started? Oh, look, I, I think I, I have made a difference, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and, and particularly with other distributors and, and other people um, across the world, really, particularly in um, North America and the UK, um, uh, I've, I've made a, a really good network of people that um, have reached out to me and, and, and asked me for, for my advice. And I think there's not really anyone that's doing what I'm doing, to be honest. Mm. Um, and sort of put themselves in the shoes of, you know, these these industries. Um, whereas uh, I think it's easy for power line companies to just sort of go, well, you know, it's not our fault. Um, but what is it that we can do to to assist industries and, and, and give people information? I must say one thing that I have noticed um, probably in the last five years or so, I, I did a bit of a trip um, up to Cairns and far north Queensland and, and drove back down again. I went through a lot of roadworks and there was a lot of the, the look up and live men, yellow core flute that's got look up and live and he's, he's pointing up in the air. Yep. And I was sort of thinking to myself, man, I remember doing this trip, you know, probably 20 years ago and there's lots of roadworks then and you never used to see anything. So there's, yeah. a, there's a lot more controls out there. Not that I advocate for signs, to be honest. Um, I've seen so many incidents where, you know, people are still contacted and there's a look up a live man there. Mm. There's flags. There's like, seriously, the, you need the rider markers. The rider markers make a huge difference. Yeah. And um, I'd be remiss in, in, in not mentioning there actually is a very good um, engineering control out there. And it's actually from WA, mate. Okay. So, yeah, a company in, in WA have made uh, this product called Go Up Safely. And they're from, from Protective Engineering. They're, this is the only product in the world that I'm aware of that will actually stop the machine from operating if it gets too close to a power line. So it's bas basically a proximity um, sensor. Um, sensor. Yep. But it talks to the machine. It's not just an alarm. Yep. Right? Uh, go up safely. Just Google go up safely. You will absolutely find it. Um, very easy to retrofit. It's wireless, um, you know, basically magnets onto, you know, say it was an excavator, for example, you could put two on it, you put one on the, the knuckle and one on the on the bucket, then it talks wirelessly back to the to the cab or the machine, um, and then you've got that interface there, and if it gets too close, it will stop the machine. It's just a, it's a fail-safe, right? Yeah. It's not there to negate the use of a spotter or having a proper plan, but as I've seen, these incidents occur when there's no plan in place. No one's mm. really thought about it or they've missed the power line stuff. They don't have a spotter in place. So this um, can save lives. Um, so, yeah, any listeners out there with um, large machinery such as, you know, agriculture machinery or excavators or tip trucks and anything of the like, cranes, for example, mm. you need to start looking at this product and and don't just put alarms. You, alarms don't work. I've got yeah. so many examples where... Alarms are, are, are touched, and you know, uh, you know, tissues and 
silicon and stuff put into the little horns and just because they, they hate the things going off all day. Yeah. Um, and we just get used to it, right? It, you know, I was talking, I don't like signs because we get sign blind, right? That's true. It's, yeah. it's the same when, when you know, I always ask people, have you got a speeding ticket before? And people always go, yeah. And I said, yeah, I'll ask you, do signs work? And people go, no, they don't. I said, but what about the, the school signs, like the 40, the ones that are flashing, right? And I don't know if you got them there in Western Australia. We've got a lot of them here in Queensland. So mm. when, when you come to a school zone, it's not, just about revenue raising and st- slowing you down. It's actually about saving lives. So yeah. main roads, they put up flashing signs, which work like a rotor marker, for example, mm. and and bring the speed front of mind so we don't hurt kids or run over kids, right? Yeah. So absolutely, um, it's, it's a fail-safe for the machines, and it's not that expensive. You know, for example, you could have uh, a system put on a retrofitted onto a machine for as low as $3,000. Mm-hmm. So it, it's about saving lives. And, you know, a machine, you know, could be $500,000. If it hits a power line, it's pretty much destroyed. You know, all the hydraulics are gone. The electrics are gone. Yeah. So it's a, it's a protection for the machine and the operator and um, anyone around them. So a life-saving tool there. I'd, I'd really recommend people have a look at it. No, that's great. That's great. No, that's that's really good. It, it'll do me out of a job one day, mate. Let's hope. Oh, mate. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's a funny thing that if you are ultimately successful, you become redundant. But um, I, if I'm I, fine by me, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I think think you'd be quite happy with that. All right. Um couple of little things you deliver these talks um all over queensland do you go anywhere else well i've done a lot of of late especially since um i suppose it was prior to covid too but um i've noticed this year so i've done a lot of national conferences so Mm -hmm. um i'm more than happy to talk at at national uh, at the national level and i usually um i'll reach out to other distributors in those states as well so um just to say i'm coming into their patch and this is what i'm going to be talking about but like like i said it's it's fairly easy to um you know talk about the why um without sort of going into the each state's different legislation but it is it is fairly similar like basically you know three meters and the use of a spotter is is pretty much worldwide um but yeah uh, look have have been doing that um like i said i've been sort of uh recognized internationally as well so just recently i was of uh of uh the the quarter i think it is in mm-hmm. in a u.s magazine called um damage prevention professional so that was a uh, complete surprise, to be honest. I was actually Googling uh, a, um, an article that I'd sort of co-written with my boss and um, the, the, the latest um, magazine was out. I said, oh, I'll just have a look at it and see what's in there this month. Then I sent a picture of myself and I'm like, what's this? <laughs> I know that bloke. And then, <laughs> um, yes, uh, so that was um, quite, a, quite a surprise. And it's great to get um, internationally recognized to be honest yeah. um uh, i have put a lot of effort into what i've been doing and i'm quite passionate about it so like like we mentioned earlier i never thought i'd be in safety because um you know when i first started mate we didn't even use gloves back in the day i used yeah. to climb poles and work bare hand and um you know the 
safety has certainly been on a bit of a journey over the years and um I'm glad I got into it now. I, I, I do love my job. Don't, don't tell too many people. They might no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A personal question. Have you ever received a, a, a good solid electric shock? I'm, you're sparky, so I'm guessing it's... it's yeah, a yeah. It's, it's been quite a number of years, though, mate. Um, I, I, I certainly have. Um, but I've I, I worked as a, obviously, climbing poles and also younger, and I worked in a place called... Um, Mossman in far north Queensland, quite tropical. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, we never used to have gloves or anything. Um, you know, lucky to have a PVC dipped cotton glove we used to wear on one hand. Uh, that was back in the early 90s, right? And, um, yeah, I just remember climbing one pole one day and everything I was touching was just giving me a tingle and and um, quickly climbed back down the pole, mate. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing that one. No, yeah, thank yeah. you. It was just because it was really, it was tropical, man. It was, it was wet. And mm. um, yeah, there was obviously an issue. And uh, yeah, everything I was touching, I was getting a bit of a tingle. But, yeah. yeah. All right. It hurts, man. It, it really does hurt. And I think um, there's a lot of younger guys that are coming through now, even when I was a, a supervisor. I had younger guys coming through and, and they hadn't received an electric shock. And I think there's a little bit of complacency then mm. not realising how much power is there. And if it, and if it gets you in the wrong way, um, you know, for example, you know, working between two live power lines, you know, if, if you get hooked up on it, you won't be able to let go. And, you know, even working near um, large transformers, like I've had to investigate a few um, serious incidents where, you know, a, a spanner's been dropped across a couple of, bus bars and for those guys out there is bus bars basically two very large pieces of copper um and you know 30,000 degrees running through those things and, and 50,000 amps the, the the copper bus bar just explodes um so not understanding that there's so much power and and potential for explosion um working on something like that uh and we we've seen an increase in um arc flash incidents uh, across Australia and New Zealand. Um, I know a lot of the ones in Queensland, but I do a bit of work with the electrical safety uh, office here in Queensland. I sit on a committee for them as well. And um, there's, yeah, there's there has been an increase in, in arc flash incidents where people can get severely burned working on electrical infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. And for anyone who gets even a... Uh... I don't know, even, even a, a, a mere 240-volt shock, what's your advice? I'll go straight to the hospital. Make sure you report it, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, getting an arc or, a, sorry, a, a tingle or a shock means there's something wrong. Yep. Do not muck around with it. Report it immediately. Don't, go, don't get someone else to test it out. <laughs> Which you know you, you laugh, Tom, but man. Oh no, I no I know people. that's exactly what would happen. If people go, no, hey, surely, and then they touch it, and then someone else gets a shock. I'm like, just you know, don't touch anything metal in the house. Uh, report it to your electrical distributor number one, or you can get an electrical contractor to come and have a look at it. Go and get yourself checked out in hospital because it it can, um, basically it can stuff up your hydraulics, right? So it can send your heart into fibrillation, so your heart will just start pumping too quick. And it won't pump the blood through your your body properly, 
Um, so yeah, any small shock can can do damage, right? So make sure you can go go and get yourself checked out. They'll put you on ECG and make sure everything's still working properly. Um, yeah, get it looked at straight away. And like I said, safety switches can save your life. So make sure you get them going. Absolutely. All right, Cookie. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. But for now, goodbye. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me, mate. Excellent. Thanks for listening to Health and Safety Conversations with Tom Bourne. Until next time, stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.